Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Why are you breaking up again? No! Well, you know, if you wait till the music stops. There you okay. go. Maybe it was the music. It is. You, you know, you, it happened on Blog Talk Radio also, where, uh, where the music's playing and I cut out. But anyway, I am joined at the hill by my brother in the virtual world, Bob Hill. So how you doing over there? We're good. I'm still waiting for the music. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know it's got to like come to a halt, come to a fade out. Yeah, there we go. And it I think it's going. Out. There you go. It's fading. It's there fading. If, if you have you ever looked at somebody that you're talking to and swore to God you wish they had a mute button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I yeah. <laughs> so what happened? You know, to it's, you? it's like, uh, well, we had a great day yesterday. I wasn't going to do it because it, it, it's quite expensive. But we all went. My my wife, my daughter, and my granddaughter and I went to the uh, circus yesterday. I saw that you went to Circus Vargas. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was a blast. It has changed like you wouldn't believe. There are no more animals in a circus. Yeah. yeah. No elephants, <laughs> no lions, no nothing. So, I mean, or clowns, actually. Clowns aren't, you know, when, remember the, nope. when you have this little car pull up and like 30 people got out? Yeah. No it's clowns. not like that anymore. No clowns. There were a couple guys in clown makeup, but they're sort of weak. Uh and they try to save money to such an extent, the same people that are taking your tickets and that are ushers are also the performers, uh, which I thought was quite oh funny, no. actually. <laughs> but, oh no. it, but it was fun it, for me as a grandparent, though, because I fed my granddaughter cotton candy, popcorn, and a snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> that said, Love here. It. Here's your daughter back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I used to do that too when my nieces were were younger, like when they were like five or six. Uh, I took them to the Puyallup Fair, and I fed them cotton candy and hamburgers and ice cream. <laughs> and we went on rides and made them scream, and then uh, took them home and said, "Here you go, day." <laughs> Yeah, and you look at them and you go, by, by the way, what day is it? It's Sunday. By the way, they're going to go to sleep Tuesday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you betcha. 
Oh, you know, okay. I can go to my you son know, and go, here's your daughter back, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> See what she used to do to me. Yeah, right? You know, I'm getting um I'm getting some reports that our video is lagging. Um hmm. Is it the video or the audio too, you guys? Anybody? Anybody? This really sucks. What does it mean <laughs> lagging? Well, you know, it does like, lag uh, compared to our real feed. Yeah, well, it um no what what the Facebook what the Facebookers see, I guess is um well, their version of real time, but you know, whatever I'm saying right now, they hear about 15 seconds later. So there's that lag because exactly. you know, in code and streaming and stuff like that. However, uh they're saying that the they're saying that it's lagging, and I'm assuming that there's uh, video skipping. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm hearing, you guys out there? So Lana Shattuck just said that uh, she's lagging. Janie Larkin Miser said she's lagging. Anybody else? Because um, let's see here. Let me check my encoding. It says that encoding is overloaded. Consider turning down video settings or using a. Oh, it was audio. That that could oh. be it. <laughs> by by um, Joe, I think she found it. <laughs> well, she said Janie goes. It was audio, but it's good now. So. Oh, good. Matt Stone goes. It's fine for me. My leg is due to my own internet connection. So, go figure. Anyway, well, it looks like, um, yeah, I'm running at 30 FPS, 1,600 kbps, and yeah, I've got a green light. Normally, if I get like a red light on my encoder, it says, uh, you're free. You're Oh, Matt Stone, Matt, Matt Stone says, your video is stalling and freezing, though. Crap. Crap. <laughs> I might. I might have to do another um I might have to do another uh thing here. So let's see here. Settings. I can't get any uh if I put this bit rate down anymore, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck. <laughs> So I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, give me a second here, folks. Give me a second. Let's do one more thing here. But can everyone hear me? See, you know, this is the only thing I hate about this this encoder, is that some days I'm good, some days it sucks. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about the show a little bit because yeah, people don't do. know they they still don't have any idea what we go through sometimes. Uh, some yeah. of the guests that we have on that start rambling or start spewing out, oh, how do I put it, bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like texting back and forth, and we're like going WTF, WTF, and and sometimes. We're so outraged at something that said we're actually spelling it out. <laughs> now, I know. <laughs> with that said, now and all these, all and we've everybody that we've had on has, has always been great. So 
with that said, I know you're busy, and there's and you put out these notes, and they don't realize the problems that you go through to put out notes every week for us to um, for our guide, right? Well, there are three levels I've noticed. One, What's that? you don't put notes out. You don't put notes out at all, and I have to go back to my sent mailbox and read off my <laughs> sent mailbox. That that's the first. That's when I know you're like extremely busy that week. Right. Then there's another step where you know I, I'll list all my birthdays, and you list nobody. And then you have to look <laughs> at your calendar while we're live. Okay. That right. that when you were busy, but not horribly too busy to put out notes and then there is Mm -hmm. another level where you you give me my notes but you put nothing in for yourself like health news birthdays and that's like the really (laughs) moderate busy and then there is the week like today where you put in your health note your health news your your you put in your birthdays i don't think you put in your birthdays for like weeks yeah, it's been like three so weeks or something like I've that. I've noticed my- just today is there are levels of busy with you. <laughs> yes. There's like <laughs> super busy where I'm screwed. There's like not so busy that the notes are okay. Then there's it goes down to to you had you had time on your hands, so you put together this right. long list of great notes. So that's how I that's how I can measure your how your week went. Yeah, the week was crazy. So. <laughs> Yesterday, yesterday was World Tai Chi Day, and uh, right um, that that went really well at the Seattle Chinese Garden. It was uh it was raining like sideways raining, and uh, so luckily, the yeah, it was it was cold and windy and yeah it was yucky. So <clears throat> so luckily the uh, Chan Center or the Zen Center at the, the Seattle Chinese Garden um, opened up their their Chan Center, their uh, uh-huh. their education center so we went and did our practice in there it was really great i got a surprise from uh, seagong daisy lapointe who uh was a uh, uh previous master's hall of fame inductee and she just showed oh, up out of nowhere woman. i know she just showed up out of nowhere with a bunch of her tai chi friends and i was just so surprised and uh, a bunch of other people uh yeah so it was it was kind of cool a couple of facebook people uh, showed up also. Now, you, it was really nice. Were you wearing your silks? I was going to, but I instead wore a pair of training pants that said Tai Chi down the side, and uh, and I was gonna wear uh, a cotton Jingmo top, but I just opted to wear my sweatshirt because they left the door open so it so it wouldn't uh, so we could get some fresh air in there, um, and it was kind of cool, so I just left my sweatshirt on and. It was cool, but it was great, you know. Because you know, if, it was, if you would have worn your silks, if you would have worn your silks in in that kind of rain, that would have sucked. It would have sucked. It yeah, it would have sucked. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. John Lupo says, just in case something goes south for Bob, I'll do a, I'll do a job deal fact. What's that? Yes, I know. I'm frozen. Bob Deal can punch a cyclops right between the eyes. <laughs> That's what John Lupo said. <laughs> right between, right between the eyes. That's good. That's, yeah, right, right between the eyes. Uh huh. I'd go That's nuts funny. just trying to figure out where that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. 
Bob Deal can punch a cyclops yeah, right he, between the eyes. Yep, right between the <laughs> eyes. That's funny. We got Chad We got Chad Hawkins watching. Lindsay Manchu is watching. Josh Horn. Uh, Tom Dwyer is watching. And Mark Coleman, Captain America, Sabasavis is watching. Betty Dawn. Hey, Captain America. Oh, I do Betty. have to bring up one thing that happened yesterday to us. What's that? It It is not cool to post somebody's personal cell phone number on Facebook. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I, yeah. I was, like, shocked, but I saw who it was, and I wasn't shocked at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, but it's, it's, uh, it's I, one thing to private message somebody a phone number, but don't do it. Don't per, post it on a post. Yeah. Unless exactly. it's a marketing thing for a business and you're part of the business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, one thing that the number is, is part of my business. But as I told you yesterday, um, it's one thing for people to go to a website and get and get a phone number. Um, it's another thing to have it plastered all over social media. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, especially if it happens to be a, a, a personal cell phone number. Tom Dwyer goes, be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> where, where are we going to go, Tom? We're here to you. Go. Buy, get, yeah. get the veal. Yeah. So, you know, I'm checking our video feed, and it is freezing, and uh, I don't know why. I have no idea why. <laughs> Could it be your idea. bandwidth? Uh, no, I'm, I, I, I stuck myself down to only uh, to a 1,500 bit rate. It was at 2,500, so I stuck myself down to the – only, the only way that I can um, – See, the only way that I can see about fixing this is that we come off air for just one, for just like two minutes, um, and come back. So now, if we do this, folks, Bob and I will still be on Blog Talk Radio, so our audio is still going to be connected. It's just that listeners are going to be like, "What the hell's going on?" But as far as our Facebook live feed. I think I'm going to have to get out of it and uh, redo some settings and come back. So what do you all think? Write it in the comments below. Should I fix this? Because some of the t- some of the times that the, the video freezes, it looks really stupid. Like right now I look like I'm asleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So let me write down for everyone here. I'm going to restart the stream. Check on my profile for the new stream. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So this is what we're going to do. Okay, folks. So I'm going to go ahead and end this video stream right now. I'm just going to redo some settings 
And um, when we come back, we should be hopefully a little smoother. Because <laughs> my encoder is one of those things where <clears throat> I can I can reset everything, but since we're already streaming, they can't take effect. So um, Janie says, "Go for it. You do what you got to do." Okay, folks. So we're gonna go black. In fact, we're gonna completely end this particular live session, and Bob and I will be back in about two minutes. So don't go away, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And uh, York says the audio is what's important. That's right. That's right. That's right. But we're going to try this anyway. Let me uh, go ahead and get out of here for just two minutes. And when we come back, we should be good to go. So we'll see you guys in about two or three minutes. Okay. All right. We're out of here. But stay on. Keep a keep a keep an eye out on my profile on Facebook for the new feed. So. We're out of here. For the new All right. So okay. we will be back. <clears throat> okay. So let's see here. Consider so what do you have to do? Video. Reset the settings and then, then, then do it or what? Then do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So what's, what's uh, that mean? You have to set everything back to original settings? Or you have to well, do everything no, by the, hand? The original settings were, like, really high. Um, uh, be right back in a different – I can't see. Tom, this is funny because Tom told us, don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. So let me get back into this thingy here. Uh, broadcast on Facebook Live. <clears throat> so for the people that are just listening, pardon the pardon the stupidness here. <sighs> no, 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 no. Choose where you want to post your live video. Give me the thingy. Give me the thingy. All right. So there's my stream key. Copy. I'm going to write on here. Let's try this again. New stream on tonight's show. Okay, so now I go here, and then I'm going to go into my settings, and we're going to stream at, let's see, control Z, stream key apply. Okay, now the output is going to be 1200, and I'm going to go very fast. Let's see. Tune. You used to have all these sound bites numbered. Yeah. Until, like, uh, until, let's see, audio replay buffer. Let's try simple. Video bit rate. Oh, 1,200. That's why. Oh, what the hell? I'll just check. 
funny. I thought that was you. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you should do that when we come back online where he's like, what's this? You yeah, I know, right? Sound- you used to have all the sound bites numbered, and then yeah. <laughs> oh, is that when you, when all the sound bites got dumped? Yeah, just random, oh, random. Because it was so easy, because you had them all labeled with the right. most popular ones, like one through ten or whatever, and yeah. they were in that order. Yeah. Go figure. Go figure. Let's see here. Thirty frames per second. Base canvas. Downscale resolution. Let's go. Let's see. Why don't we go to see what this looks like? Oh no! Wait a minute. Base canvas resolution output output. Let's go nine sixty by five forty. <clears throat> Let's see if that works. I don't know what that's going to look like, but <clears throat> all right. Let's see here. <laughs> that I'm live already here. Let's see here. Hold on. Oh, it's all black. I don't know what happened there. Okay. Now we are going to... Now we'll start streaming. Are you sure you want to start the stream? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Let's hope this works. It's fetching the video stream. I think. <laughs> It's fetching the video stream. All right. Well, it says we are now live. So let's try this again, folks. (laughs) Ah. What the fuck is going on, Bob? What are you doing? (laughs) I'm just playing with buttons. I'm just pushing shit now. Oh, my God. Just pushing stuff. (laughs) I thought that was you. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do a great Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. So, folks, this is uh, stream number two um, on tonight's show. Yeah, I'm just wasting time. But, you know, it's one of those informal type of shows. <clears throat> so, uh, let me know if um, if this stream is uh, going a little better. So far, I'm not uh, overloading my uh, uh, my encoder. So, anyhow, hopefully. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So. Okay. So Matt says it looks good, and uh, good. he goes, "Damn, Fred Flintstone!" <laughs> but that scared the mess <laughs> out of me. Scared the mess out of me. I was like, <laughs> "All right." So with that, let's uh, let's just let's just get right into it. We're running about twenty minutes late, but that's okay because we were just shooting the shit about everything else. So who do we have for birthdays there, Bob? Well, you know, I I want to say something first. 
be, before okay. we do. And I'm very proud of these two people, Angie Abad Mencia and Jason mm-hmm. Mencia, for for taking the world by the horns. <laughs> you know, I almost said something else. <laughs> the I thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are taking the wor- the bull by the horns, and they are opening their own school again. I, now, this, they've had a backyard school. They've had one out of their garage. Now, they've posted, this, and it's right by the IMB Academy. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, and cool. it never occurred to me. I saw, I, I, I saw a picture today. And I thought, oh, my God, this thing is going to need a lot of work. Hey, wait a minute. I work for a company that, that sells building materials. That's Dice, right. Drywall. And I said, you ever need building materials, you come see me. I did not get a message more than a minute afterwards. <laughs> because, you know, you've owned a couple schools. You know when you go in you're going to hit things that you didn't plan for. Oh, I know, like ammonia lines, uh, you know, walk-in coolers. <laughs> you got to, like, completely right. demolish. Yeah. Well, I thought that they have to redo their entire wall. What? They have to do their entire what? Their wall. Drywall. Oh, does yeah, have to like... be replaced. Oh, it's that bad, huh? Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. So I, I gave my help. If they come up visit me, I'll talk to the manager about giving them a friends and family discount. Nice, <clears throat> nice. Very proud sure of those the... guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, right. And and she's already expressed, you know. And I'm quite a ways from them. I'm in North Hollywood, but we do have a yard closer. But she says, no, we don't mind going to North Hollywood because I can get them a better discount if they come see me personally. Right. Exactly. And you know, yeah, that's, so that's, it's a really that's good thing. That's the coolest thing ever because they, they were teaching out of their garage for a while, right? Uh, yeah, and mo- mostly uh, friends and, and family. Now they're going to open, really open it up to the public. Nice. Very cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be a good thing. So, birthdays. Speaking of an Abbas, okay. today is the mother's birthday, Gurley Abad, uh, Professor Gurley. Uh, it's also Guru, a fabulous martial artist. Guru Mark Makita, his birthday is today. Uh, my buddy from high school that I graduated with, Mark Jackson, lives in Helena, Montana. His birthday is today. Nice. Grandmaster Vincent Cabales, his birthday is on the 30th. Nice. On May 1st, we've got Bonnie. Help me out with this one. Uh, uh, wait a minute. I got Mark Makita. Blah, 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 blah. Bonnie Yanagisawa. Yana, okay, thank Yana you. G- this is why I give her the hard word. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Tammy Ferrante. Uh, that's actually my niece. That's her married name. She's been married about, oh, 
six months now. Uh, Gary mm-hmm. Pele, uh, a guy who comes down and him and his son uh, venture out and take your Tai Chi seminars when you're here in town. Uh, mm-hmm. Jasmine Stones, her birthday's on the 1st. On the 3rd, we've got Les Kiersnowski. Ian Sanchez, mm-hmm. which my heart goes out to him because he is in the hospital right now, not feeling too well. On yeah. the 3rd as well, we have one of our Burbank City Councilmen, a, a dear friend of mine, Bob Brutos. On 5-4, we've got a great man called into the show last week, uh, Sensei Cecil Peoples. His birthday is mm-hmm. on the 4th. And on the 5th, we have a longtime friend of mine, Gene Grossman, and the founder of Apache Knife Fighting on the 5th also is Robert Redfeather. And who do you have? Well, let me uh, take the – let me scroll back up here. So today is my Tai Chi – one of my top Tai Chi students, Ethan Savaglio. He's uh, one of our Tai Chi coaches. His birthday is today. Mark McMorrow's birthday is today, Sensei Jamie Zimron's birthday, John Priest and Jerry Howard all today. Um, tomorrow, the 30th, uh, an Aikido friend of mine, Jennifer Yabut and uh, Sifu Nancy Rothenberg. On the 1st, we've got Mario Pastro, Kuule Gumapak, and Tom Dwyer. Now, I want to send a shout-out out there to Tom Dwyer. He is the host of the Big Daddy Roadshow Adult Comedy Podcast. And he is funny. And some of the discussions on his show are hilarious. So look up Tom Dwyer or the Big Daddy Roadshow on Facebook. But be forewarned, it is an adult podcast. So please don't have your kids, you know, hanging around while you're listening to it. It is funny. So I just want to give a shout-out to... Tom gets the crowd cheering for his birthday. Yay. And who do we, who else do we have for uh, birthdays? On the second, my uh, is it my sister-in-law, I guess? The gal married to my brother-in-law. So Vanessa Chin, it's her birthday on the second, and Chase Hicklin's birthday is also on the second. And I think... That's it for my birthday. So, uh, would you explain that to me? What's that? Chick married to your brother-in-law. Yeah. Wouldn't, that would typically be your sister. The, no, 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 no. My brother, my brother, my brother, my sister's husband's brother is still my brother-in-law. Uh... Really? <laughs> help us out, folks. Okay, help us out. Help us out. Because <laughs> that just, just doesn't sound right. All of a sudden, you're related to all these people. I just got some relations since my son got married, and I don't like any of them. <laughs> so help us out, folks. So, okay, so my sister is married to um, Thomas. So Thomas is my brother-in-law. Well, his brother, his younger brother, wouldn't that make the younger brother my brother-in-law also? And his wife a sister-in-law? (laughs) 
Janie, Janie's standing with you, though, because he said, that doesn't sound right. I did a head tilt. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> that's yeah, it. Because if, that's if that was the case, then Thomas's mother would technically be your mother-in-law, too. <laughs> oh, Janie says that See, if you're going to extend it like that, you've got all sorts of family. <laughs> Janie says that would make the younger brother nothing. But anyway, you know, Filipino and Chinese, everybody's marrying into the family, you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, for everyone. So what happens in Alabama in- then? If you're Filipino in Alabama. <laughs> You call everybody cousin, you really mean it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And they're marrying everybody down there, too. (laughs) So, Janie goes, there is no relation on that end. So, okay, but, you know, I'm Filipino. Everyone's everyone's family, if they're if they even if they marry into it. So for everyone having a birthday this week, this tune's for you. We sing happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. mentioned a little bit about World Tai Chi Day at the beginning of the show, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip that. It was a great event, and that's all I'll say. Can't wait till next year. <laughs> well, do you, do you want to do the event, because your name's under it, it's coming up next month. Oh, yeah, the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame in Culver City, California, or Los Angeles, whatever they want to call it on the flyer. So, now, Jim Thomas and Lori Hallmark, they are the brains behind the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, America's uh, original first uh, Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Uh, I think they're in their 42nd year, if I remember correctly. 
and um, they've just been working hard doing all these events all across the country. And next month, May 19th, is uh, the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame event in California. And uh, from their flyer, I'm going to read off their flyer, it is the 2018 Red Carpet Extravaganza. This will mark the 42nd year. We include all countries other than the USA in our international division. Oh, wow. I didn't know they had an international division of the Alliance and the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Go figure. So the weekend extravaganza will be a black tie evening gown um, evening gown event, a martial arts competition, seminar training, karaoke singing, and vendor table visiting kind of weekend. <laughs> now, uh, this year in California, it's going to be held at the Doubletree by Hilton at 6161 West Sentinella Avenue in Los Angeles, um, West Side. Um, but that's actually Culver City, if I remember correctly. I looked yeah. it up. That's correct. Yeah. And it's uh, Culver City, but, you know, Los Angeles, same thing, I guess. So if uh, you're a previous inductee um, or going to be inducted or you just want to come by and check out the seminars and, and uh, hang out with some great people, just look up the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Um, or you can go to, um, you can look it up on Facebook actually, or you can go to USA Martial Martial Arts Hall of Fame dot. Oh no, I don't remember if it's org. <laughs> Let me double check here. You, it's, yeah, it's com. USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame dot com, and that'll give you all the information um, for the uh, upcoming events. So there's California, and then there's um. I think there's New York happening, if it hasn't happened already. And then uh, in October, it's going to be held right here in Seattle. So looking forward to that, too. And uh, Bob and I will be at the California event. We'll be covering the red carpet and uh, doing some interviews. So look for me and Bob and the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio banner and or someone walking around with a microphone and uh, get interviewed. We'll be we'll be covering the the event on Facebook Live. All right, I'm gonna turn the mic over to Bob for his announcements and events and stuff like that. Well, let's see. I have a couple. I've got to switch over to my browser real quick. Uh, we have a screening coming up of a new movie by Traditions Entertainment called Paying Mr. McGetty. Don't you hate that when you when you just open your browser and just automatically reload your page and you have to wait for it to load? Yes. Yes, I hate it. <laughs> and, I hate and, of it. course, I, it's not I, loading like I want it to. Uh, so it's going to be in, uh, what, uh, three weeks from last Wednesday, which I believe is the 19th. It's almost loaded. And it's starring, yes, there it is. Uh, it's oh, I'm sorry, May 16th, Wednesday, from 7:30 to 9:16 at Lamille's Noho Seven at 5240 Lancashire Boulevard, North Hollywood. And again, I says pre- presented by Traditions Entertainment. They need fifth, or they need 78 more tickets sold, and the tickets are going to go off sale off uh, on the 9th of uh, Wednesday. They're not going to go off sale. That's the deadline to buy them to see if the event's going to happen. 
because they need 78 more. Great event. I've seen I saw the martial arts kids. I think the first time I saw the martial arts kid was in this theater. Really cool theater. I saw uh, oh, what's it, Samurai Cop 2. I saw at this theater. So it's pretty cool. And that's what's happening with traditions. And then right. I switch over to my email. Now, we have another event. We're going to we're going to just drive this home every single week. We're going to do announcements and, and uh, we're just going to start talking it up. And that's Dragon Fest, August 25th and 26th. August 26th is going to be vendor tables, celebrities, demonstrations, uh, cultural dancing. You name it, it's going to be there. Uh, we've got celebrities, Don Wilson, uh, Herb Jefferson from uh, Battlestar Galactica, which I saw last night. Uh, Herb, not Battlestar. Uh, we're going to have Matt Moy from Two Broke Girls. The press release just went out on that. Uh, we're going to be there, of course, having our booth. And it's going to be in like an 8,000-square-foot facility, which is going to be awesome. Uh, and we're going to be in one room. It's not like we've got the foyer like we were in last time. It's all going to be in one room similar to the Holiday Inn, except twice, about three times as large. Uh, so that's cool. going to be really cool. On the 26th, the tickets are going to be $30 for 18 and over. 17 and under are going to be free. On nice. the Seven, 26th, yes, yeah, 17 bring and under. Yep. Teenagers. Bring those teenagers. <laughs> Oh yeah, one, one thing Michael Michael doesn't want to do is stop people from coming because you know they got to pay for the kids. They got, so every, bring all bring the whole family. It's gonna yeah, be a but, wonderful time. Uh, yes. On the twenty sixth, it's adult only, eighteen and over for the seminar day because we have people like Don Wilson, uh, Benedict Kides. We've got just a ton of seminars, ton of great people teaching. Come out. It's going to be at the Pickwick Gardens and Banquet Center at uh, 1100 Riverside Drive in the city of Burbank. Uh, now, a test, if you do, this is what's really cool. If you do have family, they've got a test to Pickwick. They've got a bowling alley, an, ar- an arcade, a restaurant, a bar, uh, pool tables, uh, an, a full-on ice rink. Wow. It's going to be really cool. Family fun going on. Uh, the ice rink's really cool. Uh, it's just going to be a great time. Great for family fun. Then we get to go across the street if we can negotiate because they just changed ownership. We're going to all go out to dinner at the Mexican restaurant across the street if if Michael can strike up a deal. Because they were going to give us a discount, and then they sold the restaurant, so it's going to be a little oh. tougher. But I think we're going to we're going to do really well. It's going to be a good year this year. Janie Larkin Miser is coming out from Kentucky, uh, just so she can get rid get, get away from the bourbon smell. Oh, that's going to be great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be badass, right on. <laughs> it will be. It will be. So. People are coming out from all over the world for this. It's going to be an amazing event. 
Yeah. I'm looking so Definitely. so looking forward to it. It's grown every year since we started four years ago. Yes. You know, do you remember that first did it? I mean, we were in that little room. <laughs> yeah. And in ten minutes in ten minutes it 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 got like all crowded and stuffy and oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, well, we know, we couldn't even see the other side of the room. No, it was just, you know, people. It was just people. And, you know, the, the event has just grown exponentially every year. So come on out, folks. It's turning turning out to be, you know, a really big event and one of the big events to look forward to every year. So come on out to Dragon Oh, and, par- and parking this year is free. <gasps> no. They have a big parking lot. <laughs> We had, we had genu- to pay twice last year. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised. That's why, you know, I, I gasped. Janie goes, hey, when I get there, we need to find a good Mexican restaurant. I miss good food, and I'll bring you some bourbon. Yes. <laughs> bourbon and a good cigar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, for the bourbon, I won't call your husband, Elmer. <laughs> Me and Bob are on the same wavelength here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So there's uh, Dragon Fest. Uh, anything else going on there? No, that's pretty much it. But I'm, you know, I'm looking at this next piece of article. You just, you just reported on this last week, and it's gotten worse. It has. With that said, let's move on to health news. What a segue. Oh, <laughs> you rock. <laughs> All right. So, last, last week, I talked a little bit about the E. coli scare being caused by well-being And it's gotten worse since then. I, it's, it's crazy. So, let me get up here again. Um, so... I don't remember how many weeks ago it started, but, you know, there was an outbreak of E. coli linked to romaine lettuce that was grown out of the Yuma, Arizona area. And this, this uh, e. Coli, uh, e. Coli, e. coli outbreak has widened and now has made at least 98 people sick, says federal health officials. More than half have had to be hospitalized because this strain of E. coli uh, causing the outbreak is an especially nasty one. Uh, uh, says uh, some officials at the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. People in 22 states, 22, have reported E. coli infections linked to this outbreak. Now, no one has died, but because the bacteria causing the outbreak is so virulent, everyone should avoid eating romaine lettuce unless, unless it's clearly not from the Yuma, Arizona area. And if you don't know if it is or not, just throw it out. In fact, just don't even... Don't even buy it. In fact, I think a lot of stores, at least out here, are not carrying it because of that. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, there's a map here that has uh, uh, some states. So here in the state of Washington, there are five cases of E. coli. In the state of California, there are 16. Um, and there, there's just it's just all over. Alaska, there's eight. Um, New York area, 18. 
Midwest, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six. East Coast total, there's uh, over, uh, there's almost 30 people. So, I mean, it's 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 just crazy how um, how virulent this is. So, so be careful out there, folks. Uh, be careful when you're buying your vegetables. Um, in fact, I wonder if people are actually being careful about any vegetables grown in the Yuma, Arizona area. Because, you know, it, if, if romaine is being grown in a farm where other vegetables are growing, you see what I'm saying? I mean, could there be a... Right, there, absolutely. Could, could there be a connection? Yeah, could there be a connection? Right. Oh, yeah, I don't know, but be careful out there, folks. Anyhow, let's move on to Weird News. All right, what do we got now, for Weird News? Now, I did news? notice when, when you were playing your health news and you were talking over the music, your voice was uh-huh. breaking up. Yeah, so it is uh, It is probably it is the music. A... All well, right, not, what do we have for? Not the music. If, if anything was... was saying if anything was on it would break up as well so right weird news connecticut police have charged a man they say was trying to sell them venomous snakes state what? environmental police <laughs> yeah venom this is this is kill people what are you nuts this guy's insane state environmental police on thursday charged 21 year old man cameron DeFrancis with multiple counts of illegal possession of wild animals and reckless endangerment after finding seven live snakes in his Meridian home, a viper, several cobras, and two dead snakes were discovered. He's selling State officials these? got selling them. The what, what are you trying to do, kill your mongooses? <laughs> There's no reason for anybody to own venomous snakes. Don't it's like, oh. Uh, state officials got a search warrant after getting a tip from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that D. Francis was selling snakes through social media. The serpents were seized and transported to a reptile facility with the help of qualified specialists. D. Francis was freed on a $1,000 bond pending a May 10th court date. A listed home number for DeFrancis was out of service Friday. So this guy just oh. connected his phone. Oh, you know, my. It, it, these people don't realize that law enforcement and others monitor social media. There yeah. was one guy busted, and before it became legal, he was busted for doing Facebook Live advertising he was selling pot. And that was the bad thing. He also was advertising he was carrying a gun. And at the end of the video, showed him pulling up, yeah, and showed him pulling up into the front of his house. You know, the yeah. dumbass showed up to his door. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I gotta say. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh. Oh my God. Okay. That's crazy. All right. I guess we're so, at the entertainment news. We are. 
I'm going to keep this as short as I can because the article is kind of long. But as we know, Bill Cosby was convicted of Mm -hmm. drugging and sexual assault. He's 80 years old. He can can get 10 years per charge, and he's got three counts. So if he gets convicted, if he gets sentenced to all three counts at 10 years apiece, he won't come out of prison until he's 110. Oh, he's going to die in there. He's going to die in prison. You know, you know? That, uh, you know it, it, but it just, it, it, uh, no, I was just going to say, it's just, I don't, can't even think of the words because I, you know, when I, when I read that he was convicted, well, let's go back a little further. When I read that there were allegations against him, I was like, you know, what the fuck? I mean, what are these people thinking they're doing? Oh, here, I'm this famous person, so therefore I'm going to get people to sleep with me. And why would he, excuse me, why would he, why would anyone give anyone quaaludes when all they have to do is, you know, maybe do something like, I don't know, be a charming guy, take someone out to dinner, you know, instead of, instead, right. instead of drug people, you know, to get them to sleep with them because they can't do anything. Now that pisses me off. I was oh yeah. Just yeah, anyhow, go on. Well, I thought he was <laughs> gonna get off just because he's Bill Cosby, you know, just like O. J. got off, uh Michael Jackson got off, all these famous rich people. You know, one time in like the nineties, Bill Cosby was making hundred and forty four million dollars a year. Yeah, when he was when he had the Bill Cosby show, and before that he was doing the Jello. Yeah, then he was pudding. doing then he was doing Jello and pudding pops, and I, he was just making nothing but money. You know what, Bill? Call a hooker. <laughs> this I shouldn't laugh at that, but seriously, you know what that? Serious? No, I'm serious. Me. It's funny, but it's serious. You got. It is. <laughs> With that kind of money, get a hooker. <laughs> oh my God! Hey, Joan. Joan says, "Hey." So let's see who else is listening here. We've got uh, Joe Franklin, Joan Phillips. Shout out to Joan Jer- Jeremiah Minner. Did I say your name right, Jeremiah? I hope so. <laughs> And who else? Don Wilhelm is watching. Joe Franklin is watching. Anthony Remy Rose. That's a new one, Anthony. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't been able to get back to you there, Anthony. It's just been crazy over here. Tom Dwyer is still watching. Bruno Coppola is watching, and he hashtags BDRS. And fans of Tom Dwyer know what that means. And I think I lost Bob. Bob, you still there? Damn it. <laughs> Bob dropped. So let's um let's go ahead and call him again. <clears throat> ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Answer the damn phone, Bob. 
I don't know what happened. I was calling in, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Well, we got you back, so there you go. So, yeah, just getting back to what you were talking about, with all that kind of money, he should have just gotten a hooker because that, that just pissed me off. You know, kind of a off, off, um, off subject, but on subject story. The reason why I'm so, you know, PO'd about all these reports of sexual abuse that uh, that were fueled by drugs was I was roofied at a bar one time. Oh, that's I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and luckily I had my friends with me to to go to notice what the hell's going on because. I didn't know really what was going on. I thought it was like, you know, the gin and tonic that I had or something. I was like, what's going on? Next thing you know, I'm like falling over stuff and couldn't stand up and just talking nonsense. And so my friends picked me up, put me in a car, and I woke up the, in the middle of the night, like freaking out because I didn't know where I was. I, I was in Lynn's, uh, Lynn's extra bedroom on the floor. Uh, with a sleeping bag and a pad and stuff like that. And our other friend was sleeping in another uh, another bed. And I woke up and I'm trying not to freak out because and trying to make, trying to put two and two together. And, you know, I went to go to the bathroom um, and my head like exploded and I just like puked up my guts and just felt horrible for three days, three MF and days. And I have an idea as to who had done it. I mean, I don't know who the guy was, but I have an idea that it was some guy that kept asking me to dance and I kept refusing him. And, hey, I got friends over there. I need to get to him and stuff like that. And it, what pisses me off most is that the only way for him to roofie a drink, because I have my drink with me all the time, was to tell the bartender to roofie it. Uh, to roofie it. That pisses me off. Oh, and wow. Yeah. I came this close from going back to that bar and asking um, who worked last night. I want to know every person that worked. I want to know who worked in this line between this time and this time because I want to give him a piece of my mind or a piece of my fist in his mouth, something like that. I was so pissed, so pissed. So anyway, so, you know, there are going to be supporters of Mr. Cosby, though. There are people that are going to say that that he's innocent. There are people that are going to say that you know that one that one lady was uh, only placed the accusations just so she could get money because apparently she was uh, she's been reported saying you know I, I'm just going to get someone in uh, in high style to to give me money or to sue them or something like that. So it's going to be a big uh, controversy and. Uh, isn't uh, Mr. Cosby going to appeal? Oh, I'm sure he's going to appeal until till they tell him to shut the hell up. Yeah, you know. And, you know, if a jury finds him guilty, oh, well. Don't have patience for yep. people that, uh, that are raping. Now, the one thing okay. he does have on him, though, is he will die in prison. Yeah. yeah. They may not yeah. allow that to happen. They they may because he has so much money and can have so many people do it. They may lower maybe they they may even lower it to house arrest for the rest of his life. Either way, you know I I think yeah. he should do some time. I mean, I I think so. I think so. You know, and you know, and, and I've I've seen people like 
talking smack about the Me Too movement. And, you know, I, I have my thoughts on that. It's it's not like everybody is just jumping on a bandwagon, making up stories just because famous people are getting dinged for it. It's just that there's so many men and women out there that have been victims of sexual abuse that have been either A, too afraid to say anything because they thought that no one would believe them, or B, they've been too ashamed. And there's like a myriad of other reasons why people wouldn't speak up until now. And when people start talking about it, <clears throat> the reason uh, this is just my theory, I think that people, more people start talking about it because now there are people behind them, whereas before they felt alone. So, you know, I just have no patience for that shit. So Janie says, the only thing I hate is that it took 30 years for these women to come out. I wish they would have said something earlier. I know, right? But, you know, you know, saying something against someone that's high profile like that could have gotten ugly. So I, I can see why they didn't. So it doesn't make it right, but, you know. Anyway, let's do this real quick, folks. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the what we call the Hellion to Hallelujah, uh, Casey, the really worst-case scenario students that uh, martial arts instructors have had and their transformation. So if you have any student transformation stories that you want to share with us, give us a call or uh, comment in the comments below. I'm sorry that we're running behind. We have people on the phone lines here, but uh, we can't uh, open the phone lines until uh, the break's over. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back after this. Where's my break? <laughs> here it is. Here we go. All right. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh! Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Greetings and welcome to the world's first and only Martial Arts History Museum. My name is Michael Matsuda. I'm founder and president of the museum. Designed as an educational facility, the museum is a fun place for young people and visitors to experience art, history, culture, and tradition and its relationship to the martial arts. 
Created as a timeline, it reveals how Asian history has had a unique and positive effect on American history. In just under an hour, visitors will be able to explore the culture and tradition of China, Japan, Korea, the Philippines, Thailand, and even Hawaii. You will be impressed with our section on the history of anime and the role Walt Disney played in changing the world. In our media section, visitors will enjoy reliving their past as they examine our historical timeline of martial arts and film, TV, and print. And as a bonus, visitors will get a thrill from our props from a variety of martial arts movies, including The Karate Kid, Kung Pao Movie, Revenge of the Ninja, Wendy Wu, Big Trouble in Little China, and many more. From Anna Mae Wong to President Theodore Roosevelt, to Bruce Lee to Avatar The Last Airbender and the Ninja Turtles, the martial arts has not only transformed American history, but it changed the world. The museum is a fun and exciting place to visit for the whole family. All the displays here were designed by the artists from Disney, DreamWorks, The Simpsons, and Halloween Artists. If you are part of the Unified School District, head up a homeschool, boys and girls club, the Boy Scouts, or even church groups, your kids will have a fun time experiencing different cultures and Asian history. I know that there are many great museums out there for our kids to enjoy and explore. Now you can put the Martial Arts History Museum on that list of places to visit. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Hey, everybody. And we are back. We're just now tuning in. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk TV with Rusty and Robert. So it looks like we have a caller on the line. Let me open the phone line. So for anyone out there that wants to join the discussion about, uh, well, there's several subjects that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I want to start by asking all of our viewers out there, do you keep your martial arts uh, training somewhat a secret? And if so, why? So we're going to start up with that in a little bit. Let's bring up this line here. We've got area code 5. Zero, and this is none other than my buddy Tom Dwyer. How you doing, Tom? Uh, I'm doing good, Rusty, and greetings from Friesen, Pennsylvania. Oh, is it cold over there? I had to put my cold heat back on, Rusty. <laughs> it's cold. Listen, I I only <laughs> called in for two reasons. I only called in for two reasons okay. really quick. Bob, you're rocking it with that, that crazy news. Awesome. Secondly, you made me cry. Did I just hear you wish me a happy birthday? Are you kidding me? Yes. Wished you a happy Thank birthday. You. Gave you a shout out on the show and gave you a crowd cheering. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you even did you even take notice in your chat how you're being invaded by BDRS people? Bruno, yes. are you kidding me? He's going to tell all of Connecticut and New Hampshire about you and Joan from Pennsylvania. She's on my show. She's on my show. Yeah. She's a rock star. I saw Listen. I, I, saw, cool. I saw them, Joe and Joan, and I was like, whoa, hello, CBR well, people. I, okay. I just realized something. I want to do a whole bit on Bill Cosby, but Bob ruined that on me. Uh, <laughs> really quick. Remember when, your show just, yeah. remember when your show just started out, Rusty, and you had trolls busting your chops and stuff? Remember that? Yep. 
Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And remember, how, remember, Bob, how it used to kick you off? Well, we are being attacked by this troll, somebody who's butt hurt, and Joan is just crushing them. And we had to actually <laughs> turn our pages off with commenting, and we're going to keep them off because we're getting too big. The show's getting too big now. And these people that get butt hurt, they, they don't realize how disruptive they are to quality shows like yours and mine. So, But wow. speaking of which are quality shows, tomorrow night, Bob, listen to this, Bob. Bob, are you paying attention? Uh, I am. <laughs> Bob, tomorrow night, the most exciting show to date on my show, and I've been having some pretty exciting guests on my show recently. You should check it out. Uh, but tomorrow night, Rusty and Kathy Long are on my show, Real Talk with Big Daddy, and it's going to be epic. Epic. Oh, oh I thought you were going to tell me you had a couple porn stars on. I was going to call in. Uh, listen, <laughs> you, okay, good. Now we're going to go back to, to Cosby, because that's exactly – I could have got him some cheap uh, toothless hookers for 15 bucks, and you said he was worth how many millions? Okay. I was worth, worth hundreds of millions. Let me just tell you what's up with these guys, these people, Weinstein's and stuff. They're psychopaths. They're, they're, there's something wrong with these men. There are women out there that are crazy, crazy in the sack, I know, because I run a show called Sex Sessions, too. And they would have done all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't have had to been any. They, they, they're just, they just like weird things, Bob, you know. But to, to do what he did to innocent people and then to hear what happened to Rusty and maybe a bartender did it, these are the kind of people yeah. I'd like to ring. I'd like to ring their damn necks. These are psychopaths, and we have a you know Joan who's in your chat tonight. She dealt with a psychopath and a narcissist, and she we even done a show on it. And then Rusty alluded to the fact about people opening their mouths more. Yeah, if you're abused, open up your mouth because these scumbags got to be handled. And I'm done. I'm off I'm the soapbox. Sure. I'm yeah, well. I'll just get right back on the soapbox. Yeah, for sure, people. I mean. You know, I get it, you know, why people don't want to speak up at first, uh, because, you know, maybe the other person's going to have a good alibi, who knows, I mean, you know, or they had their life threatened if they say anything, who knows, but what oh, no, it doesn't not, listen. Uh, listen, Rusty, you know how we are, We're, we try to be good and positive in the world, that's what I was attracted to you and Kathy, but these people are just sick people. Now, I had, a, I had a thing when I was a kid with a brother-in-law that was a pedophile, but it wasn't a real big, serious thing with me. I talk about it on my podcast. And again, Joan dealt with a real, the worst case of narcissistic person you can. All these shows are on my show. We, we talk about anything on Real Talk. We'd rather talk about things like we're going to talk about on your show tomorrow night with me. Just cool things, you know. Actually, tomorrow night you're going to talk about another thing, but ups and downs of being a champion and dealing with, of all things, buttheads, you know. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Oh, great. So she's going to have a whole show. She's going to talk about buttheads. She's going to have a whole show dedicated to me. No, Bob. No. We, we, uh, I had a meeting about that, and I said, do me a favor. Bob's crushing it on Dynamic Dojo Radio and all that. Let's just let Bob. You know, Bob, come on, man. We're going to, we're going to lay off you on my show. I love you. I love you, Bob. Oh, good, good. Yeah, well, Bob, then we I won't gotta, tell you I'm, I, I'm in short sleeves time at 60 out here, and I'm outside. You cold bastard. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you said that, too. Listen, Rusty, listen to this. This weekend, I'll be at the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. We're doing a 70s uh-huh. flashback show. It's a huge production. It's huge. We're going to be live. We're going to have access. We're going to be on the stage. Cool. We're going to be promoting Mars show and your show. And then get this, today, and then I'm done. I swear I'm done. Today I was invited to a, a racetrack. And I thought I was just going to meet the owner and set up a, a live event there. They have lots of fans. We're going to go out and promote my show and your show, and we're going to keep growing. 
Uh, and the nice. guy gets me, get get this, Bob, wait, it gets better, it gets better. It's ah. almost like this stuff is just willing to happen at this point. He says, Big Daddy, nice. go up on the tower. Go up on the tower. They put me up on the tower. You know how they, like, watch the races, wow. the commentators? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, brought, I brought Renee's daughter. Her little daughter was thrilled. She's like, oh, my God, Big Daddy, we're going in the tower. Well, guess what? Big Daddy's back is bad. Kathy's coaching me through athletic pain and stuff. So I get up in the right. damn tower. It gets better. They put me on the track. They put me on the track with the race car drivers on the racetrack. And I have videotapes of this. You guys check, you guys check it out. Oh, my God. It's crazy, man. We're going places, and I'm going to be out there. I want to. Why can't I have a Dragon Fest in Pennsylvania? You guys have such cool events. It's crazy. <laughs> but if I show up well, they have one in, club. They have one in Atlantic City every year. Well, then tell me about it, because I guess I'll take the road show there, and we're going to jam that up. But I want to be at your events. I'm going to show up one day, Bob, and when I do, I like my coffee, Extra Light and Three Splenda. Thank you. <laughs> Three Splenda. We only drink right. it black in California. I got intended it to be. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you're having warm weather out here. We're still dealing with snow shovels. It's awful. Two more days oh, of cold, damn. and we're going to go into the... Yeah, but I, in three days, it'll switch to summer. It's going to be 80 degrees, they tell us. So that's what we do. We don't have a spring anymore. We go from winter wow. to summer. To summer. Yeah, it's awful. Holy crazy. crap. And then we have a, yeah, in the Poconos, though, the fall, if you're ever looking to get out here, it's beautiful in the fall. All pretty colors and everything. Nice. But, guys, you guys are rocking your show. I'm so glad Thank I got you. in after the racetrack and stuff. Your, your show's growing. I see BDRS is in the chat, and they I'm going to tell them people to keep pounding, sharing your show. I am going to at least six major festivals. I have people donating massive amounts of money to my show, and we are going to grow. This is Big Daddy nice. from the Big Daddy Road Show. All righty, Big uh, Daddy. Rusty, nice. Plug my, plug my website, Rusty, BigDaddyRoadShow.com. You betcha. You betcha. Big your fit, Daddy your Road picture show. is the first thing they're going to see right now when they open it up. Ooh, see, now I want to go check it out. Right? <laughs> so do I. I got everybody interested. Yeah. So what's up, Bob? People. Talk to me. About what, di- about what, Tom? I, I'm sorry I feel this weird thing about calling you Big Daddy. <laughs> uh, Bob, guess what? You're not alone. A lot of guys do. Uh, trust me, I'm not gay. So you could just call me whatever you want. Please do. Yeah. You're not gay either, Bob? Good. Good to know. Nope. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now I can, be, I can, I can even sleep over your house now, and I won't have to worry about it. Nope, Rosie did it all the time. She still doesn't have to worry about it. Okay. Very I'm sorry, worry about what? That, Rusty. I don't know what to say. I said you slept over in my house all the time. Yeah, I can't. Hey, you know what's funny, Bob? I swear to God, that's actually how I'm going wow. around the country when I go on this tour. I'm staying at friends' houses. I'm not staying at hotels like I used to when I lived a big fancy life. I'm going to stay at my, my fans. I'm going to be going to Florida, Connecticut, Georgia, uh, Michigan. Uh, Minnesota, and and then if I get if I make it to the Mississippi, I'm probably just going to go all the way to you guys. So, you ready? I'll need a bed. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Cool. I think I'm kidding you. We're blowing this. We're blowing up Dynamic Dojo Radio. We're blowing up other people that are supporting my show. We're not stopping, Bob. So get your working pants on. You hear me? Nice. Oh, absolutely. Right, guys. I love your show. You know, I loved your show since the day one it started. I don't want to take over your show. This is the best martial arts show on the planet. Folks, share it. Love it. Hit the love button. 
Rusty and Bob, you can't beat this show. And your your fake news, not fake news. I have fake news on my show. You have weird news. It's awesome. I love it. Right. <laughs> awesome. Come Thanks on, Rusty. So I much, can't. Tom. I can't kiss your ass. I can't kiss your ass anymore than this. I'm a professional, but I'm running out of material here. <laughs> okay. Check out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's uh go over there. Go over there. BigDaddyRoadShow.com. Check it out. Check it out. We've yeah. got a couple of fans the, on our chat right now that uh, have been so kind to come over. Thanks, Bruno. Thanks, Joan. And check it out. It's it's an awesome show. I mean, not only are they funny on the show, they talk about serious stuff, folks. I mean, stuff that uh, that normally you only yeah. hear like we'll, in, you know, type of thing. We had a writer so. from Texas. We had a writer from Texas on the show the other night, first time. She, she Of course, I had a pre-interview her, see if she was up to up to it. She was. She knocked it out of the park. We have so many letters. You know, Rusty, here's another thing. When we do these video things on Facebook and stuff, I see even you, nine, ten viewers. Let me tell you something. I got, I got so many thousands of viewers. I get 150 messages. I will get 300 messages after your show tomorrow night. These Facebook numbers are whacked. They're whacked. So don't believe them. Yeah. You've got way more people listening to your show than they're showing. It's messed up. I don't know why, but I'm going to figure it out. And Zuckerberg, if you're listening... I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know what's going on because it's like, you know, there's like, I counted a lot of people commenting, yep. so that means they're yep. watching. Yep. So yep. I don't know what the numbers are. It's weird. I can tell you one thing. If your page is public, you won't see a lot of viewers unless they join your page. It's really weird. There's a lot of details. Right. But, it, but I know that people keep writing me letters going, too. Hey, when Rusty's on the show, I love it. Bring her back. She's a, I think they say she's a Viking. She's a warrior, and she's also a sweet lady. You are. You're one of the sweetest ladies I ever met in my life. And the fact that you could drop me like a lead weight at any time is just makes it exciting. <laughs> What's that Rusty, thing? I love your show. Bob, get back to martial arts. I'm wasting your time here. <laughs> Bye, honey. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, man. All right, all right, Bob, I'm saying, all right, man. Uh, all right, Bob. All right, Rusty, thank you. I can't wait till tomorrow night. It's going to be really on late, folks, so you got to be night owls for that one. But if you can watch it the next day after it's live, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Yep. Okay, we'll look forward to it. See you guys next time. Cool. See ya. All right. All right. See ya. Well, great thanks, show. Tom. All right. Yep, you're and welcome. And that was Wire from the Big Daddy Roadshow. Go check out his website, big, bigdaddyroadshow.com. All right. So we have a couple of answers to my question that I posed to our viewers do you keep your training a secret? And if so, why do you? You know, uh, Bob Robinson writes in and he writes, I do. It sets an image at work that really draws out the juvenile-minded coworkers. I can see that happening. <laughs> I can see that happening. Um, Janie writes, I'm not forthcoming about it, but I don't hide it. I actually had to do an incident at work, and I had to show up in my dough box. So the secret is out, if it ever was, LOL. <laughs> um, John, John Lupo writes, I know some companies might consider someone with martial arts training a fight risk. Really? I didn't know that. Had no idea. <laughs> so I wonder what companies these are that would consider employees that do martial arts a fight risk. So, no, no, he, he, that's that's true, Rusty. That's very true. 
Because I, I remember that time I told you I was, I was being bullied at work and I should have said something to HR and I never did and I got fired because this guy and I just didn't get along. Right. And all, all uh-huh. I said to him was, was uh, Google my name and you may stop. And he never did. And people do look at it as a fight risk, especially if people are giving you a hard time. Because I almost busted this guy's lip. And then I would have been the bad guy, though. Not him bullying me. I would have been the bad guy for taking him out. So, okay, so somebody's bullying you. And if you say, you know, and if anyone else in the company knew you were a martial artist, they would view, view you as a fight risk? Yes, I mean, absolutely. If that makes no because sense. Because they're ignorant. They're they're ignorant to it. They don't know that that you know, if they, if they but they do know that if this guy keeps pushing, there is a chance that you're just going to pop him. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if he's going to They put know that for a fact. You, let's just say you were yeah. not a martial artist. Let's just say you were just somebody, right? And the guy was bullying you and bullying you, puts his hands on you, and you pop him. D- does that make you a fight risk? Or did, or, no, you know, now, now it's self-defense. If I'm a martial artist, it makes me violent. That makes no freaking sense, dude, out there. Companies, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. See. You know, but See, again, I was caught between a rock and a hard place because if I would have popped him, I would have been the bad guy, and if I would have gone to HR, I was a wuss. Yeah, see, that, exactly. And, yeah, at that point, you know, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, you know, the, the only thing you had left to do was find him after work somewhere. <laughs> you know? Dude, I would have busted, I would have busted both his kneecaps. Right? That's right. Yep. Um, JD writes, my training was the first thing my old manager told our clients and they were concerned that I was a risk for excessive force. I can, I can see that being the line of work you are, Janie. But on the other hand, I mean, I look at it this way, you know, martial artists teach security personnel, law enforcement and, and, you know, the like, you know, how to do stuff like use a baton. Use a PR twenty four. Do they even carry PR twenty fours anymore? Are they still around? I haven't seen one in years. <laughs> Neither have I. Um, Matt Stone. Right but now, now with that said, though, Rusty, if in her line of work, every one of her people should should be training. They exactly. should be training locks and disarms, and they should be training all of that. And at that point, at the adrenaline rush. And she's got a good point. Everybody is 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 possible of excessive force. If 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 some guy pulls a knife on you and you disarm him, you may just tend to beat the crap out of him. Right, right, it, yeah, and it it depends on 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 how you react to the adrenal stress um, of that. But you know, I mean, it's like I don't know. I I just think it would be great. If and I don't know, you know what, what police are learning. I just know that people are training them. Martial artists are training them. I don't know if they are learning uh, locks, compressions, controls, as opposed to just bash, bash, bash about the head. I, you know, I don't know what they're teaching. But, you know, but here's the thing though. 
you know, and uh, maybe this can turn into another discussion um, about workshops. You know, uh, someone someone asked me if I was going to be able to do like a one day or two day workshop for her teen and some of their friends. And I made it very clear that practice was very important. That one day is not gonna is not gonna guarantee that they you know get out of a violent situation uh, because they have to practice it. But I guess that kind of thing is is also part of the ignorance um, and the myths that people have about martial artists being you know fight risks and stuff like that. Matt's well, and the right thing there. is, with, in in Janie's situation, she's not a big woman. She's very skilled at what she does to make some of her techniques work. And Janie, this is nothing against your technique because you're a very accomplished martial artist. You're going, there are some guys you're going to have to hit. If you want to put a exactly. wrist lock on somebody, you're going to have to smash them. Exactly. 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 Um, now, which is why big advocate for teaching people how to use a baton in a non-violent bashy way. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you Come can on, they were meant they were meant to hit people. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also They were designed to strike. <laughs> I know. But you know what happens to cops when they when when they're when they're oh that's assuming they don't turn off their body cams, but that's another thing. Um you know, when when there are films of people uh, of cops just bashing people about the head, they, you know, they get read the riot act. Um, but anyhow, getting back to Mac, my, Matt Stone's comment, he says, when I was in the army doing combatives training, it got out. Then the word spread everywhere, and it was a pain. As a civilian now, most people either don't care, don't understand, or think it's something other than what it is. I don't hide it but I don't wear it on my sleeve. Joe Franklin writes, we who train and learn to fight are the ones who have the most self-control. We are less likely to fight before the average person who doesn't have self-control. That I agree with. That I agree with. Um, James Moe is watching. Tiffany Cortez is watching. So right on. Uh, Jenny goes, I only carry handcuffs and pepper spray, but my flashlight is used like a Cubaton. Shh, it's a secret. LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Bob? Have you kept your, your training a secret, somewhat a secret? Somewhat. Even to my martial arts friends, uh, I remember David Reed telling my wife one time, Bob wouldn't tell me anything. I had to ask him about his background. He wasn't, like, sharing it with me. And those are my martial arts friends. Those are my brothers. Right. I was introduced the other day. I was on the Disney lot. I told you I was on D- Disney, T- uh, Disney Studios headquarters lot. And some guy introduced me to a co-worker, his grandmaster. I said, wait a minute. And I cut that sh- shit off right away. I go, don't introduce me like that. That's, that's inviting people. Well, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's in, it's inviting people. And that's why I really don't say anything either. Um, you know, like Tom had to, you know, ended up having to get information somewhere else about my background um, because, you know, I don't let on that, you know, I was a tournament champ or, you know, 
Tai Chi this and Tai Chi that and Wushu this and Kajikembo that and you know Guardian Angel <laughs> Guardian Angels and you know getting two by fours you know swung at me and crap like that but um and that's why because there's always going to be someone that's going to try to call you out you know are you really uh whatever degree black belt you know and you and and half the time it's you know from what i heard from other people those kind of questions are posed to women as if you know we're not capable of being upper level degrees or something like that you know and um Right. It's just, Absolutely. There's always there's always somebody. There's always somebody that's uh that's gonna you know try to call you out or try to challenge you or challenge your rank or blah blah blah. You know, probably some like twelve degree person. That wants right, Master Ken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thirteenth degree. I think he's fourteenth now, but. Um, John says you're seeing this from a martial artist point of view most people only know martial arts from movies and TV that's true and I think that's what leads to some of the ignorance you know going back to what Bob was talking about and uh, what uh, uh, what Bob Robinson was talking about about uh, uh, seeing people as flight risks or or flight risks risks. is that John Bob I don't remember who said that um, Tiffany Cortez writes in and she writes, I don't fight. I end confrontation. I don't really tell people always have something. They always have something shitty to say. <laughs> um, and Joe goes, the ones who ever, uh, the ones who ever called me out are the ones I choke out the fastest. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, you know, it's like, and that's why I don't post very many things. On social media, definitely not on Twitter and definitely not on YouTube because there's there's an awful lot of 14th degree armchair masters out there. So, you know, last thing I need is, you know, the thumbs down because it wasn't uh, because whatever I posted wasn't ground and pound or, a you know, a perfect, you know, jujitsu lock or something or someone telling me how to do it a better way. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, and half the time these, and I just got to kind of bitch about these YouTube people. Half the time when people have something to criticize on a video, you know they're rewinding the video to find mistakes and to figure out a way that they could get out of it better. You know they're rewinding like 50 times to try and figure it out. But would they be able to do it at the at that time, in real time, in the ring or on the street or what have you, would they be able to do it? If they're just a troll, probably not. So it they just piss me off. <laughs> YouTube warriors. <laughs> they just piss me off. All right, so we're gonna keep that question open. You guys can call in with your uh uh with your answers, our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Or you can just write them in the comments below. You can write them, although it's so much funner to call in because you don't have to type. <laughs> so let's move on to um, another subject, and that's the Hellions to Hallelujah, the worst case scenario student um, to 
Black Belt Transformation or whatever. Let's hear from you. Give us a call, 347-677-0699 or write in the comments below. So in your years of martial arts there, Bob, you know, have you taught anyone that was, you know, just thugging? I'm just going to use that word, thugging. They were just thugs, you know, or or just bad. And they made a complete turnaround due to martial arts training. So have you taught anyone um, in that way or one of your teachers or know anyone that has? Yeah, I had this guy one time that really turned around. He was an older guy. He must be, oh, he must be about 70 by now. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time I'd swing a stick at him, no matter how slow I moved, his eyes would start blinking uncontrollably. Oh, wow. And it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. His eyes just started, it was like, started twitching. Like I was, and I never swung hard at him. I swung nice and slow and easy at him. And after probably, it took a long time though, Rusty. Oh my God. It probably took three years and I had him swinging the stick with proficiency and I, I saw a total transformation in not just his ability but his confidence his, the way he walked the way he talked the way he addressed people uh, even in his marriage he actually grew a pair because <laughs> his wife had a bigger pair than he did not saying that the man should be controlling the marriage, but he shouldn't be a wimp as well. It should be a give and take. Exactly. Of course, yeah. yeah now I say that with my wife not around. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my probably my biggest transformation of any student I ever taught. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, John Lupo writes, I've spent years hiding my interest in the martial arts from my family. I just don't want them involved. In any way. Whoa. Why not, John? <laughs> um, you know, I've had I've had a lot of uh, success stories. You know, I've taught a lot of uh, autistic kids and kids with ADD or ADHD and other uh, learning challenges. And uh, martial arts definitely is a uh, is a medium for for them to get a handle on, on what's going on. Um, for autistic kids, it's, uh, it's a sense of order um, that, 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 that they're attracted to. And, and if a teacher is patient enough to, to uh, run a class in such a way that, is, um, that makes use of how an autistic child processes information and all the power to that instructor some instructors will just you know say okay sure you know bring them in and they'll just run class the way they normally do um leaving the child confused and and you know not being able to follow or maybe not even having the patience of dealing with some of the uh the quirks that some autistic uh kids can have you know you know like um repetitive motions um, and stuff like that, or you know, focusing somewhere else, or not focusing at all. Um, 
and you know, for an instructor to be able to to guess um what's the word I'm looking for, modify a class to to fit in, you know, autistic kids, that's great, and ADHD and ADD kids or even reading disabled kids, um, or, you know, kids that have uh an issue with socializing. Um, kudos to you instructors out there that, that do that. Um, it's, um, John Lupo writes in, it's kind of complicated because I asked why, why didn't he want his family involved in, in the martial arts? He writes, they would make me uncomfortable about the attention they would give it. Ah, okay. Um, he also writes, I had a young guy, 17, show up at my class with purple hair. It took, I took him in and trained him. Three months in, I let him fight on my behalf in an invitational tournament. He took first place in grappling and full contact kumite. How cool is that? Rick Bear is watching also. Um, and, John, and John writes, it's kind of hard to explain out of context about, about my family. So I get it. Um, yeah, I, you know, that's why I don't really say anything about my martial arts experience, you know, YouTube warriors. And I just don't, you know, I just don't like, you know, people trying to lord over me, you know, and tell me how it's done or you could have done this better or whatever. It's kind of like, you know, okay, great. You know, maybe you could have done this better, you know, but again, that's why I don't post anything on Facebook or YouTube, well, too much on Facebook or YouTube, primarily YouTube. I'm starting to get a little better about posting stuff on Facebook, but definitely YouTube. There's too many armchair warriors over there, too many people that, uh, you know, and uh, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, that, you know, I, I just don't have the patience nor nor a quick enough wit to, to answer those trolls. Now, um, one of my... Uh, one of my friends, Dana Rolla, was watching, and I don't know if he's still watching. He is the guy that I would sick on those trolls, because boy, I tell you what, Dan is quick, he's quick-witted, and he will shut people down. In fact, when he shuts people down on Facebook, I go make popcorn, and I just sit down and go, okay, what's going on? I enjoy the show, because he will shut people down and, and make them feel stupid. And you know what most people do when they start to feel stupid? They block him. <laughs> yeah. They block him because they don't want to feel stupid. Oh, you stupid. Oh no. You know, it's kind of like really, you know, you can dish it out but you can't take it, you know. So kudos to you, Dan, for being quick-witted like that. So some people, some people uh don't have uh patience for for Dan's uh, calling out people, like it, it's mainly the people he calls out. They don't have patience for him because they know they're being shut down and they know he's right. And then they block him, and it's like good riddance. Good, not to Dan, not good riddance to Dan, but good riddance to the people that block him. You know, because uh, if Dan has to get sick on you, then you're being an asshole. <laughs> Kudos to, to you, Dan. I love you. All right. Tom goes, way to go, Dan. <laughs> Tiffany Cortez says, my favorite students are the are the ones with any kind of problems. My favorite is, the, is wheelchair work along with major paralyzation like MS and other diseases. Amen. I worked with um, several people with MS, 
um, one of them was in a wheelchair and he couldn't talk. He had to uh, he had to speak via um, a keyboard. And boy, he was strong with the hand he could use. He was strong. It was like that wiry strong. It was that strong where you're like, oh my god, he just grabbed my fingers. They're going to break right now. Please let go. It's like that. <laughs> that kind of thing. Now my my story. I have one student that that has a, a learning disability, and he was actually told in a previous dojo to his face that he would not make it to Orange Belt when he joined that school. He was told to his face, you're not going to make it to Orange Belt. And I'm like, what audacity to tell a student that? You know, basically the teacher was telling him he was stupid and you're not going to make it to Orange Belt. So when I heard about this story from his mother, I was pissed. I'm like, how dare a teacher call a student stupid like that? Pretty much. He didn't have to say right, the words. Right. Yeah. He 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 might as he didn't have to say the words. He made it clear what he thought. So I said, I'll take him in. And he joined when he was seventeen. And he's like thirty two now. And he just got his black belt last year. That's how long it took him to get our curriculum down enough to earn his black belt legitimately, legitimately, not like this, oh, you know, I'm just going to give it to you because you've been around for so long or uh, probation black belt. Nope, he earned it legitimately. He had to, we had to get on him a lot. We had to keep reminding him of this or that or the other and, and stuff and Remind him of, uh, you know, manners that, you know, that's how far along, you know, this learning disability was where, you know, just just the, the act of like observing, um, you know, etiquette and, and um, emulating that it just didn't click with him. So, you know, there'd been but, you know, I taught him like any other student in a way. You know, like, so if he uh, came to class late and he just barged in to the dressing room without bowing at the door or anything like that, I dropped him in a horse stance like anyone else that would do that. And eventually he got it. But everything that he had to learn, he had to be introduced to many, 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 many times. Kind of like your guy, Bob. Many, many times. And then when he passed the bell test and learned new material... The previous material would just go whoop out of his head. So when he when he would get ready for his next rank, we had to pretty much reteach him the previous material and then the current material. And that was okay for yellow belt and orange bubble. When we started getting the purple belt, blue belt, green belt, brown belt, it was like, oh, my gosh, we have to show him all these forms again. And we had to constantly get on him about practicing and writing in his notebook and um, – you know, his writing and his reading was not quite up to par either. I would say maybe around the writing and the reading, maybe around third grade level, maybe. You know? But the stuff that he learned, if he really practiced it, he got down. He was strong in his stances. He could, you know, he could 
punch like nobody's business. He could kick like nobody's business. It was just the abstract stuff, you know, like like um, forms. And then, you know, the a- other abstract stuff like being able to pull street self-defense concepts out of the forms um, and thinking out of the box. That was very hard for him um, because he had to learn everything, um, you know, by rote, he had to learn everything like move one, move two, move three, move four, that kind of thing. You know, and it's uh, it's still a challenge. He's uh, he's uh, um, studying for his uh, first degree black belt because we we don't promote anyone to first degree right off the bat. They become just a black belt, right? Apprentice black belt, so to speak. And then a year later, they test for their first degree. So. He's got a few months yet to, uh, to get ready for his first degree, and he's just plugging along, you know. And sometimes I just want to take the video of his black belt test and find his old karate teacher that told him he couldn't make it to orange belt and go, here, look at this. <laughs> right. <laughs> look at this. So um, let's see. Um Joe Franklin writes, I was constantly challenged, and it seemed to get more frequent after I made Shodan. It was like a target was put on my back. I always stood my ground and never backed down. I proved myself and my rank many times against many people from different arts. Eventually, they would ask me to teach them. How cool is that? Tiffany Cortez writes in, and she writes, I have a student testing soon for their brown belt, um, and they're half paralyzed, and now... And now it's almost completely balanced. It's it's the process of conditioning with love and effort. Um, John Lupo writes, I'm fact. If I got any good, I would pray they never found out. I work to project disinterest at suggestions of taking classes. <laughs> Tom Dwyer writes in, got to fly, doing a random live soon. Say 20 minutes. Love your show. This you know. Bye, rock stars. Love Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Share this show, people. Hit the share buttons now. Uh, Aaron Huey is watching. Hey, sister. How you doing? Janie writes, we have no labels in our school, but we work with them at their pace. We never leave anyone behind. And Aaron writes, in response to um, the uh, condition that my student's in, fixed retention syndrome. Some people have limited retention. They need different learning modalities, kinetic learner. And that's right. That's right, Aaron. You know, with this student, we had to we had to do everything we could. We had to, you know, make uh, – it took me years for me to find out what made him tick and what actually – what order of things had to happen for him to retain something. Now – um, it was hard because he was also taking medications, and there was a period of years where his mother uh, would try to get him to different doctors and and uh, change his meds because there was a period of time where the meds he took would just make him completely zombie. He would just be like that, right? Just, yeah. And then other times... Um, he would be like he would be like like this. His eyes would be bulging out of his head. Oh, yeah. But inside he was a zombie. 
outside he was like like that and I'm like I can't have that either it took years for doctors to find a balanced uh, cocktail of medications so to speak um, to get him to function normally but still be able to understand what's going on in his surroundings it it was tough Um, Tiffany Cortez says love this show Thanks for being awesome. Heart, 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 heart. Thank you. If you like what you're, uh, if you like what we're talking about, if you like the show, hit those like buttons, hit those love buttons, hit those thumbs up buttons, and show your support. Share this show. Help us uh, spread the word about uh, these types of subjects that we talk about. A lot of martial arts shows will talk strictly about, oh, I don't know, like uh, MMA or just karate or, you know, just technique and stuff like that. Whereas we will run the gamut, me and Bob. <laughs> we will run the gamut of subjects from, you know, like earlier, if you're just now tuning in, we were talking about the Bill Cosby thing and how, you know, how I have no patience for rapists, um, the, psycho- the, the, you know, the psychology behind it and stuff like that. It's just, it's just wild. Anyway, Jason Jason Mancy is watching, and so is Angie. Angie Abad Mancy is watching. Aloha. How you two doing? And congratulations on your upcoming new kun over there. You guys going to call it a dojo or a kun? So congratulations, Jason and Angie, for uh, for uh, building building your new dojo there. Pretty cool. All right. Let me... Uh, Get out of the encoder here and check our check our phone line. Nobody's here. I hear crickets. Oh, hold on a sec, Bob. Bob, keep talking. My my doorbell just rang. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, you know, I hate when she does this to me. <laughs> keep talking. What am I supposed to talk about? Yeah, so we do run the gambit. We do run the, the teaching of students. We do run the the different arts when we have guests, but when we have open discussion like we are tonight, like we did last week, we'll 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 take take a subject matter and and just just run with it, and it's been really successful so far. But uh, <laughs> damn her! But anyway, congratulations to Jason and and uh, his lovely wife and uh, professor Angie about. I know she's probably still having a hard time with the that that term, but it's true. She's earned the, the title of professor in Kaju Campo. Proud of you. Very proud of you. Uh, good luck on the school. I know there's going to be a lot of work to do. Angie and I talked today about it and how things come up that you just don't expect to have happen. She's talking about having to redo the walls now, uh, something that she didn't plan for. So you've got a lot of brothers and sisters out there willing to to put in the effort and and help you out as 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 much as they can. Boy, I wish you'd get back. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm just right here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, she's back. I was okay. rambling. <laughs> Thank you for rambling. Um, Joe Franklin writes in. I think this show is awesome. You and Bob are doing a great job, and I always enjoy when Kathy Long is on. Angie Abad writes. It's Amp Legacy. Cultural Center. Is that the name of the school? Amp Legacy Cultural Center? That's awesome. That is awesome. 
right on. Can't wait to see what the inside of this new school is going to look like. It's going to be badass. You know, Rusty, I saw her hashtag Amp Legacy and they had no idea what that what that meant. I thought it had something to do with maybe her 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 father or her family legacy keeping it alive, but now now we know. Now we know. That's right. And Angie also writes, that's what you guys should have a show about. Wait. What? What? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know what we're referring to, Angie. Um, Was it something I said? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. She, she just writes, that's what you guys should have a show about. Oh, opening a new dojo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we did something similar to that, like, four years ago. And I think we should revisit that. You know, the ins and outs of opening a new dojo. You know, because uh, there's a lot to think about. You know, there's the should I open a dojo? Can I open a dojo? Uh, what's involved with opening a dojo? What kind of building? You know, the demographics and this and that and the other. There's there's a myriad of stuff that uh, that goes into opening a dojo. Now, you could just, you know, find a space, pay your, you know, first, last deposit or whatever, and put your stuff in there and go. You know, but there are other things to to consider, too, you know, like, are you going to only teach your art? Um, are you going to teach kids or not? Are you going to teach weapons? You know, um, you know, then there's the subject of insurance. I mean, you need insurance, um, you know, especially if your landlord re- requires it. And, uh, you know, and what happens if uh, you find a great building and you don't have quite enough students to make that rent? What can you do to negotiate? There's a lot of stuff that uh, to think about. So we should revisit that, I think. Absolutely. And you know what? No matter what you put down, what you write down, what you think about, you're going to miss something. Something's going, yeah. going to happen that, that all of a sudden you didn't plan for, and it takes money. Exactly. And you have to be prepared for stuff like that. It's almost like whatever you think is, is going to cause you to open a school, double it. Exactly. 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 Um, John Lupo writes, I'm curious of people who become very proficient martial artists but really want to avoid attention from people who think they should be recognized from for their achievements. I need to read that. I need to read that again because I'm not quite understanding this. I'm curious of people who become very proficient martial artists but want to avoid attention from people who think they should be recognized for their achievements. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, so let me see if I understood this correctly, John. So, ah. Sorry, my uh, microphone decided to be weird there. So what you're asking is if you're curious about people who are um, very accomplished or high-ranking and they want to avoid attention they they want to avoid being bugged by people that say hey you should you should tell people about it you should you, you know you need to be recognized and blah 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 well i tell you what if that's if that's the question my is one of my escrima teachers grandmaster christopher petrelli he is one of those guys he's very unassuming um 
very low profile, very low key, very humble, um, has studied uh, several styles of Escrima and Silat, trained with the Detour brothers, trained with Dan and Osanto. Heck, he was uh, roommates with Burton Richardson. Um, highly, highly, highly skilled. And, uh, you know, he was actually um, touted as uh, one of America's best-kept martial arts secrets because he just keeps to himself. He, you know, doesn't call himself Grandmaster, doesn't... Uh, doesn't require people to call him grandmaster, but you put a stick in his hand or a knife or even his empty hands, his, his pangamo empty hands, this uh, work is incredible. His, he, he'll just like lock you up and spit you out with a stick or knife or hands or whatever. He's absolutely incredible, but a lot of people don't know about him. Um, and I'm pretty sure he, you know, keeps low key with the, uh, about telling people about what he does. You know, he's got a family and stuff, and he teaches people privately at his home. But that's about it. And he's just the most humble guy, you know, who would, you know, just avoid a fight if need be. But God forbid if you cross that line, (laughs) he'll take you out. (laughs) He's one of those people, you know. Um, hey, Tony Collins is watching. Hi, Tony. Coming in toward the end of the show here. Um, and Joe Franklin goes, hi, Tony. Tony goes, hey, how's how's it going? Um, we've got, uh, David Ricardo, David Galliano Hincapi is watching. That's a, that's a long name, David. (laughs) So yeah, let's uh let's get back to what Angie was talking about. Yeah, the trials and tribulations of a new dojo. I I, I like that. Now AMP stands for A Abad, M Mancia, and P Poe Legacy. So A M P AMP Legacy Cultural Center. Very very good. So the and that's of course, you know, um, she writes, my dad, Jason's dad, and my mom. So Abad, Mencia, Poe. How cool is that? Now, even though our little blog talk radio voice says we have 90 seconds, we can go for just a little bit longer over time um, here on Facebook Live. So uh, who else is watching? David Reed. Is watching now. Real quick, I want to see. I want to see if you guys. Ah, shut up! I want to see if you guys out there have anything to say about this. Now we know about the benefits of martial arts. You know, like for, especially for kids. You know, there's coordination and social skills and you know um, study skills and stuff like that. However, is there such a thing as Negative effect, negative effects of martial arts to kids or adults. So let's let's hear from you now. I'll uh, go ahead and get this started, and we'll only talk about this for like maybe five or ten uh, ten minutes or so. Um, in regards to kids, um, if there is 
negative effect, and just ignore that, folks. We're all we're going to be on. We're not going to get shut off here in ten seconds. But if there is a negative effect, so to speak, um, of martial arts, I believe that one of them, especially for kids that get high rank really quick, you know, like ten year old black belts, uh, one of them would be a false sense of security. So, you know, especially if they get it hyped up in their heads that a black belt makes them uh, an expert or a master at martial arts and, you know, a master at fighting or something like that, then it, it would become easy to have a false sense of security or a, a sense of overconfidence, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I've met a few people like that where they're only training in like, oh, I don't know, jiu-jitsu or MMA or any other martial art for only about a year. And all of a sudden, they're trying to school you on everything, and they're overconfident about their abilities and stuff like that. So for me personally, I think that's just one uh, one negative effect. I wouldn't say it's negative, but, you know, outside of positive. Uh, Tony Collins writes, Robert made me come out of the martial arts grandmaster closet. <laughs> so, but, you know. That's the thing. Yeah, but Tony, you don't go around calling yourself I'm Grandmaster and or something, and you don't go around going I teach a killing art and I da, 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 and you need to do this different because you're doing it wrong and da, 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 da. you're not like that, you know. So you know that's a negative effect of martial arts if you're overconfident or go around dropping a title all the time or. Or worse yet, dropping, you know, celebrity names, name dropping on them. Oh, I was hanging out with, I don't know. I was hanging out with Cynthia Rothrock. I was hanging out with, oh, I don't, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, and Tony goes, no, I don't ask anyone to call me that. Yeah, you don't. So, you know, it's 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 all cool. Um yeah. So anyway, so do you guys out there think that there are any negative effects to martial arts study? Doesn't doesn't matter if it's with kids or adults. Um, Jenny goes, nope, my belt does not define me. I hate arrogance. Yeah, right. But you know, I, I'm surprised at some people that that are defined by their rank or or believe that they, you know, are, you know, all that in a bag of chips. I know I've told this story a lot, but it it always comes to mind. I was, I, some guy tried to school me on Eskrima. This was years ago. I went to a seminar um, with, uh, with uh, Guru Cheryl, and there was, I was always paired up with this guy that was a, obviously a new black belt, uh, he was young, maybe, I don't know, 23 or something like that. New black belt. It was so new that it was still sticking straight out to the side. And uh, we were working on roof blocks. And he was telling me to put my stick parallel with the ground for the roof block instead of canted like this, right, for the roof block. 
Now, I had learned the roof block to be canted. I know Bob has. I know a lot of Eskrima and Kali people have learned that roof block as canted. No, he tried to correct me, and he's like, oh, you need that tip up. It needs to be parallel with the floor. And I said, why would it be parallel with the floor? And he goes, it's called a roof block. And I went, okay. (laughs) So I played along with it because I knew I wasn't going to be his partner for very long. Or so I thought. I was his partner for the whole damn seminar. Because every time, every time the teacher said, oh, go, go find a partner, everyone had just clamored to go to someone they knew. And I was stuck with Mr. So New Black Belt. <laughs> nice. And he tried to school me on a dozen different things, you know, everything from compressions to takedowns to whatever and I was just like okay all right right whatever I didn't say anything I just kept looking over at other people like help me I don't want this guy anymore (laughs) you you know Rusty that's really funny because I was in a seminar and I I never said anything I never said who I was this was one of the first times I ever met uh, Carl Totten and, you know, he, he was teaching a, a modern Arnese seminar. And, you know, he learned from the man. He learned from, pre, pre, from Remy Sr. And I never said anything, and he never corrected me. He looked at my shirt, and it said, Jun Fan Ji Kundo. And he says, I get it now, and moved on. He, he was wondering why I, was, why I did what he wanted me to do at a proficiency level that I was. Oh, <laughs> but for him not to correct me, that was like a high honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you're being corrected by Mr. Starch in his belt. Yeah, exactly. I was being corrected by Mr. Starch in his belt. Russ Ebert writes in, roofs are horizontal? Well, I guess some of them can be. Russ, you know, like straight over here. But yeah, you know, roof blocks. Ooh, like that. But anyway, dude was all like, you need to bring that tip up. I'm like, really? You know? And of course, you know, I I, I just kind of like, I humored him and I tried it. And of course, you know, his, his stick like, like came off of it. Doink, and it like hit me in the, hit me in the shoulder and in the neck and stuff. And I'm like, and this is why I go like this. Well, that's funny. That's how I learned it. I learned it as canted downwards. And he's like, nope, nope, you're doing it wrong. You know, and he'd say stuff like, uh, after a new technique was introduced, okay, you want me to go slow so you get it? You really want to piss me off? Oh, damn. (laughs) You really want to piss me off? Just say, you want me to go slow because I don't want to hurt you. You know, I mean, I understand going slow when you're first learning something, but don't talk down to me like that. I was, I was at my wit's end. So six hours of this, and then we had to introduce ourselves at the end. Okay, everyone give us your, uh, where you're from, your name, where you're from, and your current rank and style. And this was primarily a Dulce Paris seminar. I think I was fifth degree at the time. He had just gotten his. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> they got to me. Hi, I'm I'm Rusty De Jesus. Please call me Rusty. I'm from Seattle. I'm with Cheryl and Robert over there. Uh, I do Kakoi Dosai Pares, fifth degree. And I didn't see him for the rest of the night. 
<laughs> Didn't see him for the rest of the night. But, you know, there you go. There's the overconfidence. There's the arrogance. There's the what I call the white knight syndrome. You know, we're, let's help this woman. Let's help this little Asian girl. Let's help her get this. No one, even the grandmasters, were not worrying about. This guy was the only person worrying about that. Whoops, stuck out to the side. Go figure. <laughs> Overconfidence. And he's schooling a Filipino on Filipino martial arts. Sure. <laughs> Go figure. No, I mean, you know, I mean, I get it. There's a lot I have to learn. But I'd like to think I know how to do a roof block, and that dude just wouldn't let it go. You need to, you need to bring that tip up. You need to get that tip up. Gag me with a pickaxe. I just wanted to go. Debbie Kenner Kotzenderfer, I said your name wrong. I bet Debbie. Is it Kotzenderfer? Or that, that just sounded wrong. That just sounded like you pronounced it wrong. I think I, I know I pronounced it wrong. I I don't know if it's a ch sound or a k sound or silent or you know maybe there isn't maybe the H is silent. Maybe the C is silent. I don't know. Correct me, Debbie. Uh, Robbie goes. You make me laugh. You make me laugh. You sound like your funny cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, somebody somebody let me know how Debbie pronounces her last name so I don't feel stupid. <laughs> I feel stupid. <laughs> I feel pretty stupid. So, negative effects of martial arts. What are your thoughts on that, folks? Because if everyone's petering out, I think me and Bob should. Kokenderfer. I was close. I was close. Close. Right on. Kokenderfer. Right on. Uh, Russ Ebert goes, LOL, the little Asian girl. Did that did that kid did that kid at the seminar teach you something about patience and people? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, considering I was with that, that kid for the whole seminar. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, patience. And uh, I don't know what I was more more surprised at, that everyone would either, A, you know, clamor to be with someone that they knew as opposed to a stranger. Um, and another thing that surprised me was after a while, you know, so, you know, some people would do the technique for like, I don't know, three or four times, and they, then they'd go stand off in the side and start talking and watching people. Why are you paying for a seminar if you're going to go off to the side and start talking? Yeah, right. I I hate that. I hate that. I mean, I've been to I've been to some seminars where I might take a student or Cheryl and I would take a whole school full and after, you know, maybe 15 minutes of of something, we'd be the only people left on the floor. Everyone else would be talking off to the side. Oh, my God. You know, I'm thinking, don't disrespect the teacher that way. Oh, you mastered it? Is that why you're talking? Anyway. <laughs> don't go scroll up for my comment on that subject. So let me scroll up here. Um, let's see here. Joe goes, I think it depends on the person's attitude. Say overconfidence or arrogance can become an issue. 
If they try something new and aren't good at it, they will get angry or discouraged. A youth black belt um, is not always the same as an adult getting a black belt. I knew a kid who had a black belt in karate. He came to judo and couldn't win a grappling match. He got angry and never came back. Some people can't handle it when they realize even with a black belt in one art, it doesn't mean that you're the best in any other art. That's true. That's true. Tony Collins writes, Arrogance in the young. I've seen kids become bullies because they thought they were tough. They were tough. But that was because the adults acted tough and talked and talked about all of the fights they get in. That's true. When you get adults going around, you know, talking about all the fights they get in or, you know, kicking this person's ass or that person's ass, and what are the kids going to go by? Um, Russ goes, I hate it when someone starts talking to you and drags you into being polite and listening while you want to escape. (laughs) (laughs) And Russ also writes, there's a false sense of security that may come with studying the martial arts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think at one point we all go through the overconfidence phase. The trick is, though, is to not look like an asshole. <laughs> you know, I I I wholeheartedly think that all of us go through some type of, you know, not overconfidence per se, but more like really proud of their skills and you know, just kind of inside, inside, inwardly strut around and go, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, I think we all go through that. And then with some people, it becomes a learning experience because there's going to be someone that comes around that humbles you and you start learning about humility that way and sometimes you know once you learn about humility that way then you really master humility um so there you go um then you get the people that humble brag i can't stand that either (laughs) just saying (laughs) anyhow uh, John John Lupo writes, I hate backseat anything. Anyhow, it is 8.15 and my tummy is grumbling. I have dinner on the stove. It's been simmering all this time and it's, uh, it's going to be good. So I'm thinking that we should call it a night. What do you think, Bob? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been a great Sunday evening. With y'all, thanks everyone for for listening. And let's see, next Saturday, so next Sunday is what is next Sunday? Next Sunday is what's the seventh. The seventh. No, the yes, seventh. No, six. Six. The sixth. Okay. Okay, great. So yes, we do. Oh, have... so you want to hear something really funny, really quick before we end? I yeah, I ordered. Yeah. My my wife's, which I think I'm going to have our, our logo put on these. I ordered uh-huh. my wife a picture necklace that they actually take the metal and they they etch, they engrave a picture on it. I've seen those. Those are bad. I want to see how cool it is. They're, they're really cool. Yeah. And I ordered it while she was sitting right next to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I mean, what picture are you putting on it? I'm putting on a picture that was taken on my son's wedding day of his wife, his daughter, and him. Aww. Very cool. Very cool. That's going to be precious. 
Tony Collins writes in with the last comment. Tony Collins writes, when I first got my black belt, my head was way bigger than my belt level. I got put in my place. I needed that. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about as far as the negative effects of martial arts, you know. And I've met people like that, too, when they first get their black belt, you know, especially when they're bigger, you know, like you, Tony, right? They're bigger, they're stronger, and, you know, and get their black belt. And Yeah, it's it's easy to get all wrapped up in my shit don't stink type of thing and thinking that you're all that. It's easy to get caught up in that. But like I said, you know, when you learn humility by being, by, by, by getting, you know, your ego checked down a couple notches um, and you realize that there's someone bigger and badder than you, you master that humility. I'm a firm believer in that. Firm believer in that. Because I, I got my ego checked too. Some lady some lady at a tournament kicked me in the head and my ears rang for two days and I thought, oh my God, are my eardrums gone? <laughs> you know, and that, and that, and that uh, checked my ego a little bit. Russ Ebert goes, oh, it's a picture of Bob giving a kissy face on the necklace. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> Tony goes, ugly and nothing to lose by being hot in the face, LOL. Uh, students are reflections of the sensei's intent. Great show. Thank you for the shout-out. You betcha. That, that that comment came from Jason Mancia. Um, oh, by being hit in the face. Ugly and nothing to lose by being hit in the face. LOL. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for about two hours, more than two hours of stuff. Sorry about the previous uh, uh, video feed. I don't know what was going on, but I reset some settings, and we are fine now. So anyway... Join us on the 7th next week, 6 p.m. Pacific time, as we have more dynamic Dojo Talk radio action. We'll see everyone next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. And Russ Ebert says, have a good dinner, Rusty. Try not to eat like that Chinese girl who plows into the seafood. <laughs> I posted something on my uh, on my uh, Facebook page about this Chinese lady that was just plowing into to crabs and lobsters and octopus. And squid. It was crazy. Check out my profile. Scroll down a little bit. This Chinese lady. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.